When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Asked and Answered. Questions. With Tom Opferman and Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. Labs, a wise man once told me, you can never, ever rely on the New York Jets. And that's what happens when you rely on the New York Jets. You make your own bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it was, it was, that was the one that made me nervous. I, I Yes. You know, trusting the Jets is... Just, um, it's just not a high percentage move. Um, so, but you know, my other favorite, uh, besides the Jets, NFL officials, uh, that horse collar tackle call was unbelievable. Mm. And, um, you know, we, we saw the crew that did the Steelers Browns game too. <laughs> um, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen Cam get up and body slam that referee i was gonna say but, cam uh, hayward should get one-on-one time with that ref in a room with a lone chair and a swinging <laughs> light bulb in it <laughs> he deserves that don't you think and no and no can and no video <laughs> yeah all right cut the feed all right well you can always trust us to deliver the best questions from steelers nation and the best answers from bob labriola and as always we like to start with some quarterback questions Let's start with some Kenny Pickett questions today. And our first one comes from Jim Winiarski from Nottingham, New Hampshire. And he asks, I had gotten over Kenny Pickett's small hands controversy until watching Brock Purdy's double pump fake in the 49ers win over Seattle during a Thursday night game. It made me miss Ben Roethlisberger's incredible pump fake ability. In a sport where every little advantage helps, what traits of Pickett's do you think make him a possible long-term starter? Well... Um, you know, my uh, opinion of Kenny Pickett um, has evolved over the course of this season. You know, when uh, we were at training camp, we were doing those training camp reports. Right. Award-winning from, training um, camp reports. <laughs> yes. <laughs> where, where do you keep your Emmy Award, by the way? Uh, it's in my study next to my den. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, there was, there was uh, it was a while in, into the – training camp preseason um, process before I really came to believe that Kenny Pickett had an NFL caliber arm. So, you know, he is, um, he has made some um, improvements, I think. And in a lot of uh, areas, I think his improvements have come where, you know, they're not visible to the fans uh, or the media or really anyone outside you know, the, uh, 
inner inner circle of, of the Steelers team, and that's you know Kenny Pickett is a is a student of the game to a level that really belies his status as a rookie. You know, a lot of times um, players, quarterbacks especially, come to become students of the game later on, maybe as their raw physical skills wane a little bit right. and they and they figure and learn, you know, that there are other ways to win the games. But, you know, Pickett brought that with him uh, as a rookie. And, um, you know, the, the fact that, Kenny Pickett is involved or is allowed to suggest plays, uh, and Mike Tomlin listens to him during games. Uh, it comes from the fact that he's always at the Southside practice facility working, uh, studying um, to to the fact to the degree that they built him a little area there, you know, that's his little own workspace. You know, he's a what do they call it in the office? Cubicle monkeys or something? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've but, never worked you know, in an office, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, he's he's one of those kinds of guys. And so, um, you know, that's what I think that um, is going to be his superpower, that he is going to uh, be such a, a studier, uh, student of the game, that uh, that I think will serve him well throughout his NFL career. And I think you're seeing that already, Labs. He mentioned in the postgame that touchdown pass to George Pickens. He saw that on film. He saw Cleveland give him a good look. He's been watching it all week, and he said, we got a touchdown here. So you're seeing it translate already. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, those those are, um, th- that, that's a really extremely valuable and worthwhile ability slash skill, and he's cultivated his early on in his career. Gio Calabro from Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. With Kenny Pickett ruled out of the game against the Panthers, Mitch Trubisky was the starter, and Mason Rudolph served as the backup. That left me wondering about the emergency quarterback. I recall that role was once filled by Heinz Ward and Antoine Randall-L. Who is the emergency quarterback now? Well, I mean, if there's anything uh, Steelers fans love more than quarterbacks, it's the guy who is not a quarterback but who could become one in an emergency. Uh, you know, and <clears throat> when you look at uh, how this guy has been picked, you know, back in the 70s, 1977, uh, the Steelers ran into a game uh, situation where they needed to go to a, uh, their emergency quarterback. And it was Tony Dungy who played quarterback um, in college in Minnesota to some degree before, you know, switching to defensive back. So uh, the reference to, Heinz Ward and Antoine Randall, you know, that follows along, you know, that thought process. Heinz Ward was a quarterback at Georgia for part of his college career. Antoine Randall was a quarterback at Indiana <clears throat> pretty much throughout his college career. So uh, the current um, emergency quarterback would have been, and I guess is, even though the season is over, Zach Gentry, uh, currently a tight end but he played quarterback at El Dorado High School in New Mexico and then was recruited by Michigan uh, as a quarterback, and he began his college career at that position before he was moved to tight end. That's a mighty big quarterback to be lining up under center. I'm I'm sure his play call would be (laughs) hand the ball off to Najee Harris on first, second, and third down if he ended up getting it. Well, or, you know, I would would hope that we never even have to learn that. (laughs) 
Eric Schobel from Pompton Plains, New Jersey. In a recent article, there was a list of the coldest games the Steelers ever played in Pittsburgh, but it failed to mention the playoff game with Jacksonville in 2017. If available, could you please tell us the game time temperature of Jacksonville versus Steelers? I'll tell you what, you know, based on our experience Christmas Eve, um, oh. I would say that the uh, temperature for that uh, Jacksonville, that playoff game against Jacksonville in 2017 was almost balmy. Um, the game weather uh, was listed uh, officially on the play-by-play as uh, sunny, uh, temperature 18 degrees Fahrenheit, which is, you know, you always like how the NFL also gives you the Celsius <laughs> conversions in case, you know, the, you For have all those that teams your, that play in Canada and Mexico and right, all those other places, yes. Right. Um, 55% humidity, wind from the east-northeast at two miles per hour. So nowhere close to what it was Christmas Eve against the Raiders. John Chanda from Johnstown, PA. During Ben Roethlisberger's 18-season playing career with the Steelers, how many times have they made the playoffs? Twelve. Twelve times, all right. Two out of three ain't bad. That's how you simplify labs, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Twelve over 18 tits down two over three. A little fraction talk for you. Okay, what's the percentage? I don't want to. No comment. (laughs) 66.7. Stefan Pisaki from Wilmington, (laughs) Delaware. It you seems, brought it up. <laughs> it seems to me that long snappers are gradually morphing from center guard body types to tight end linebacker types. Have there been recent rule changes that have necessitated this trend? Um, no, the rules changes have allowed the trend, I, I, I think is the better way to put it. Mm. Um, because now, you know, it was a player safety initiative uh, a year or two, some years ago. I can't keep track. But the rule was passed where the um, the defense, I'll say, um, is not allowed to either hit the long snapper or line up anyone over the long snapper. Uh, that's a penalty, a 15-yard penalty, too, so you don't want that. Um, so that has allowed the long snappers to morph, you know, to smaller type, you know, physical um, dimensions. And, you know, sometimes... Uh, because you have like linebackers a lot of times, linebacker type bodies, those guys can be actual assets in coverage. So I think that's what you're seeing a lot more now that um, they're more like linebacker tight end bodies, I would say, rather than offensive lineman type bodies that you used to see, you know, in the 60s and 70s. And uh, that has directly to do with um, the rule prohibiting any contact Uh, with long snappers. Howard Berg from Flushing, New York. Now that the Steelers retired Franco Harris's number 32, does this open the door for more jerseys to be retired? Being that Steelers said that Joe Green's number 75 jersey was going to be the only one. You know, Tom, you you better get the word out to, you know, Steelers fans that (laughs) they can't just say stuff and I'm going to just let it go. Okay. Steelers, Steelers fans, that's nev- the world these days. I mean, you just decide what's true, and it's true. <laughs> right. Yeah, good point by you. Uh, okay, my apologies <laughs> to Steelers fans. But the Steelers never said Joe Green's number 75 was going to be the only one. Okay? So let's just get that out there and, you know, shoot that one right out of the sky. It also technically um, isn't the only one, correct? Well, here you go with facts. letting those facts Ugh. get in the way again, you know. <laughs> 
facts and rules. We I'm can sorry ignore about everything. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what Art Rooney II said when he announced um, the, uh, it was, and at the time it was the pending retirement of Franco Harris's number 32 was, and this is a quote, you know, we've taken our time doing this over the years, and so I don't expect to be doing it very often. I think it'll still be a rare occasion. And as Franco said, it's hard to make the decision because we do have many players who are deserving. So we'll just keep taking our time with it. Given this is the 50th anniversary of the greatest play in NFL history and Franco made the play, it's, a, it's the appropriate time to do Franco's number then we'll probably take our time making decisions on the rest. Mm. Nowhere in there did I see we will not be retiring any other numbers. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are correct about that. Timothy James from New Albany, Indiana. Where can we get the 50th anniversary patch of the Immaculate Reception? Um, the 50th anniversary patch only was available on the jerseys sold through the Steelers Pro Shop. Uh, the patch was not sold separately. Richard Roth from Shillington, Pennsylvania. For the past several years, I've always been curious about why players like Cameron Hayward, who are being rested by coach's decision, are listed on the injury report. Same with players who are listed for personal reasons. Yeah, um, you know, Richard, um, one of those pesky rules questions. Uh, NFL it's sticking our rule. nose in our business again. Yeah, uh, all players who miss practice or a portion of practice for any and all reasons, are to be listed on the practice report along with the reason why the player missed all or part of practice. That's why. And they It's the rule. They penalize harsh when you skirt around the injury report. So if you're doubting it, just put them on, right? Like any little thing, yeah. put them on that injury report. Yeah, well, you see what Belichick does, and he's been doing this for years, ever since you know they started getting serious about that. You put everybody on and list them <laughs> questionable, 50-50, and then, you know, you really, because aren't we all 50-50? We all are, yes. <laughs> One day to the next, yeah. Dale Santi from Chula Vista, California. Why did Franco Harris leave Pittsburgh for Seattle? Wasn't the thought in Pittsburgh to ensure he broke the NFL's all-time rushing record? Yeah, that was the plan. Um, but, um, you know, back in the 80s, <clears throat> the Steelers did contracts with, you know, their veteran, well, actually all contracts. They always added an option year at the end of, you know, if it was a three-year contract, it would be three years and an option, two years, two years and an option. And the purpose behind the option year was that that's when um, the Steelers would negotiate an extension, but because they would do it during the option year. But having the option year meant that the player was required to participate in mandatory team activities such as training camp, you know, those kinds of things. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I won't say in every instance that the Steelers uh, negotiate a contract extension during the option year, but, you know, I don't know, for you know, Hall of Fame type guys who were integral in winning four Super Bowls, that would have been how they proceeded in that instance. Um, but, uh, Harris, Franco Harris's agent, I believe his name was Bart Beyer, um, decided that, uh, he was going to hold the hand Rooney's feet to the fire, uh, about this contract deal. And he held his player out of training camp. 
Well, you know how that usually goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, conflict of wills with Dan Rooney was not a high percentage move. So um, Franco didn't show up for training camp. And then the, the Dan Rooney's response to that kind of tactic was, all negotiations stop until the player reports. Then we'll continue talking about the extension. So he didn't report to camp. Negotiations stopped. You know, didn't report, didn't report, didn't report. It got to a point where um, they cut him. So he, Franco Harris didn't leave Pittsburgh necessarily. Well, let's say this. He didn't leave of his own free will. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, Dan Rooney wrote a memoir in uh, 2007. That the title was Dan Rooney, My 75 Years with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL. And in that book, he wrote, quote, I'll always regret I'll always regret that Harris's career didn't end in Pittsburgh. He played one season for the Seattle Seahawks after we couldn't come to terms on his contract. Looking back on it now, I wish I'd taken money out of my own pocket to seal the deal. But, you know, at the time, um, you didn't honor your option year. That was a deal breaker. You know, you can ask Mike Merriweather the same question, who his agent tried it in 1988. He ended up with the Minnesota Vikings being traded to them. So um, it was a business principle, you know, and in, in, in the 1980s, um, you know, the way the Steelers were uh, constructed in the front office, you know, Dan Rooney was it. I mean, he was yeah. the, you know, they used to call Chuck Noll the emperor. Well, the emperor um, would have probably been Dan Rooney because, you know, the one with uh, soul power over life and death, kind of, you know, figuratively in that case. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, uh, that's that's how that happened. Really refreshing, though, to hear that from Dan in his book, you know, saying how much he regrets it. You don't hear that often from people in his position around the league, around sports, you know, admitting their mistakes, admitting their regrets. And, you know, writing it down, too. Yes. Because you could say it um, and then hope people forget it. But when you write it in a book, it's kind of there forever. Mark Pfeiffer from Jeanette, Pennsylvania. I remember a good offensive lineman named Bruce Van Dyke from the early 1970s. When did he leave the Steelers? Was he traded or did he retire? Okay, Bruce Van Dyke entered the NFL in 1966. He was a 15th round draft pick uh, by the Eagles. Uh, But then in 1967, he was traded to the Steelers. Uh, Van Dyke played seven seasons for the Steelers. He appeared in 95 regular season games. 93 of those were starts at right guard. Uh, In 1972, uh, kind of proving that he was a pretty good offensive lineman, he was voted Associated Press Offensive Player of the Week following a 40-17 win over Cincinnati. Uh, during which the Steelers rushed for 230 yards and two touchdowns. You know, to me, it's a little interesting that they would pick a lineman. You know, when a team rushes for that many yards yeah. and two touchdowns, you would think they'd pick a, one of the backs. But that's probably, you know, a testament to Van Dyke's um, contributions to that. Uh, Bruce Van Dyke also was voted to the Pro Bowl in 1973. Uh, here's a little trivia fact, fun fact. Bruce Van Dyke was one of the 11 Steelers on the field 
for the Immaculate Reception, oh. and he was the right guard on that play. Uh, in 1974, Van Dyke was traded to Green Bay, and then he retired from football after the 1976 season. I'll tell you what, you're winning me a lot of money with these trivia questions that you feed me and the listeners during this Asked and Answered podcast. It's great stuff. I try and do what I can, you know, play to my strengths. Your percentage is in the mail, I promise. Jim Miller from Broken <laughs> Arrow, Oklahoma. I noticed the number three sticker on the back of the Steelers' helmets on Saturday night. What is that for? Um, that's for, uh, it's a remembrance of Dwayne Haskins. That was his jersey number. Um, Dwayne Haskins died um, on April 9th, 2022. He was struck by a car crossing an interstate in Miami, in the Miami area, South Florida area, let me say it like that. Um, it was during uh, one of those, um, Mitch Trubisky actually uh, was the uh, arranger of a That's right. practice for receivers. And, um, you know, Dwayne Haskins under contract at the time uh, participated in that. And so that's why he was in South Florida participating in that hit by a car and died on April 9th, 2022. That's all the questions we have for you today on Ask and Answered. The season might be over for your Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Ask and Answer podcast marches on. We can't quit you folks. So we'll be back again next week. We'll keep giving you content throughout the off season. Get your question into labs now if you want to hear them read and answered on a future podcast. For Bob Labriola, I'm Tom Opperman. Thanks, as always, for listening to Asked and Answered. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.